What's up, man? What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? All right, all right, all right. Oh, How are you doing, man? I'm great, man. I'm great. Getting started a little bit later today. We'll get to hang out with some new different people, maybe. We'll see. Um, wanted to give a shout out to our newest Apple review. <laughs> Dave sent this over to me. I think it's fucking adorable. Um, and um, let's see. Here we go, Dave. Clean up your act. I like the spirit of the Thunder content. I get lots of basketball information along with the gung-ho rooting for the team. But please quit the filthy not-white tank tops. I can't stand to look at them or the greasy hair. I feel <laughs> insulted. And I have to kill the video just to listen. Just had to get that off my chest. What's up, Smith? All right. I, I, first of all, the, the best thing about this is that he has to kill the video um, on yeah. Apple, on Apple, right? Well, which doesn't have video, right? Well, it's okay. He gets off of YouTube to listen to our podcast. Okay, there we go. All right. That's what makes more sense. Listen, this, um, listen, this is from a cello Smith. And here's what I, I want to say. I like it, man. I like it. Um, I like being greasy. Okay. You're right. I, was, I mean, like you should be insulted. We're dirty. We're so dirty, bro. We're, I think, dude. like, even our language, like everything about us, is dirty. Like, I, I don't. I take I don't, two showers a day, and I still am the dirtiest motherfucker out there, dude. I take two shits a day, and I'm still the dirtiest motherfucker out it's, there a day. I'm new to Texas, and this heat is getting to me, man. What's up, Shane, Jared, it's, and Smiths? Ah, I gotta yes, get. You should call in, please, Smiths. A call in. This, this, this is the truth about us. We're the it's dirty the motherfuckers, dude. If you want to call in, it's in the description. Uh, all you got to do is click more when it says two. I've been amped about Smitsta's calling for a while because he's been um saying he's got some um some stuff to get off his chest about the thunder. Dude, um, bring it, bring it. Dave, you sent me some stuff about KD going one on one with one and only Chet Holmgren. Dude, um, KD, man. Oof. KD looking strong, too, man. It wasn't like KD was looking like a chump out there. You know what I'm KD, saying? KD looked good. KD was shooting at the peak of his shot, full elevation, full extension. Chet was contesting right there. And then Chet was, you know, hitting him back with some moves. Obviously, KD is a seasoned professional, and what he does, he's a pure killer. Mm. I'm not saying Chet looked like he was um, KD's level with fluidity with the ball and the scoring positions or anything like that, but what I will say is he looks like a player who has the ability to eventually maybe reach that type of level. Sure. I don't know if he will. That's That's up to a lot of factors that are outside of anybody's control, but... I haven't seen a player like he's like Brandon Ingram, KD. Like there's certain guys that are a certain length who can shoot certain shots and with certain fluidity. And there's just a, like a handful of them in the world. Yeah. I, I watched, I mean, of course it's like seven moves by KD and a few moves here by, uh, by Chet. But like the reality is that Chet's out there guarding KD and it wasn't that Chet was out there stopping KD, right? That's what was not the whole point about that. It was that he was staying with him. When he would release his shot, he was there 
um, right there with him, releasing the shot on defense. Like to me, that's the type of stuff you want to see without fouling. Um, he's consistently right there. Uh, and then the other thing I like to see about it was uh, when 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 Chet is is going into a scoring motion. I want to talk right? about the scoring in a second, but let's talk about that. Do you think he could block KD's jump shot at the peak? Yes, no doubt. Is there anybody else who's ever been able to do that? I mean, very few guys. I, I think not consistently, though. Like the thing about Chet is that, do I think that? Chet will be able to do it this year, probably not, but next year, probably. And that's where it gets a little shady is because then KD is getting old. So at what point, you know, like, I don't think it's something that you can really say that he can consistently do as a rookie right now. I know. Two number two picks, the past and the future going head to head. But you were about to say something about offense. Go ahead. Yeah, but what I liked about Chet was, like, you watched when KD went into his motion, like it was very like um, defined. His motion was very like critical. Like every single step was, was already thought out. Right. And then you watch Chet's move and it wasn't, it was like, it was like a, a child first running on the court. And, and this is not a, this is not a diss towards Chet, but it looked undefined. Unre- um, it looked like he was still trying to figure out his footwork and how his release was going to go in with his footwork, you know? And again, this is not a diss on Chet. This is just showing you, what happens when you get 12 plus years in the, in the league is KD is there, right? So we, we can say this is what we can expect from KD every single year. And then you look at Chet and you're like, well, we don't really know what to expect from Chet. Then he does something like what he was doing against KD. And it's like, oh, yeah, that, that Chet can p- pretty much play. Like, but it's not defined. It's not like boom, boom, boom. And it's like, okay, well, he puts his foot here. So thus I come back here and do that. Like you can see that like he's getting to his spot. And because he's getting open in this spot, he's taking a shot. He's not having to go to a second, you know, um, his second move or third move from that. And that's what's so crazy about what's happening is, is that he's able as a rookie, as a player that's never played in the league against what I would consider KD as a, a pretty good defensive player. And he's able to go up against him and get his shot off even at the basics of moves. And he's able to get his shot off. And it just shows you what type of player and what type of mentality Chet has and and that to me is more exciting than than having anybody else in the league because right now like who else is in the league that's going to be a rookie that's playing against KD and and the other guys that these guys are playing I mean there's not a lot of them so not you know I haven't bring seen it, bitch it's a crazy summer but you know he's jumped from you know Team USA select to this you know. Last summer was crazier. I mean, the question is, do we start the season with a healthy Chet? I think so. I mean, Bro. he shouldn't yes. be afraid of going out and doing stuff. Like, this isn't, like, he needs to get back to his normal self, right? I mean, that's it's who he is. You know, like, like these appearances that they do, it's not just, not just for playing hoops. You know, it's for, it's for, you know, money. You know what I'm saying? It's for everything else like that. So, all right, man. We got a caller here. Let's bring him in. Smitsta. What is up, Smitsta? <laughs> yes. This is it. Well, well man, this is a dream come for you, us, man. man. I'm this pumped that awesome, you're on man. here.
Yeah, those are the best, man. So who are you cheering for 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 FIBA? And are we, you know, are you gonna join us for those games? Frozen. Right? Yeah. You look good. I was impressed. Dunking everything. He's only 27, too. He's not very old. I had to look up his age. I had to get some information about him. But, yeah, Giddy was absolutely just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, wow. You think so? The thing, what I noticed about Giddy was I've never seen him look this good ever. This is the best I've ever seen Giddy look. He um, he sees the court as well as ever. He's finishing through contact as well as ever. And he's doing it all together at the same time. And by the way, he looks like the biggest player on the court. And he's he gets the ball up the fastest. So I, what I see with Giddy right now, is we're going to get a different level out of him in this upcoming season. He's really taken what he learned from those two postseason games and said, this is where I want to start next year. And you can see that. You can see what he's taking everything he can and providing it for the boomers. And what what's happening out there, it, it was spectacular. Like, he could be the best player on our team, and we don't even know it. Like, I know Shea's out there, but, like, if a guy's averaging 20, 10, and 10, is he not, you know, arguably the best player on your team? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh. Lost him. Lost him. <laughs> we had you. It's all right. We'll get Smith back sometime. The connection was a little glitchy, but it was great to finally get to meet him and have him on. He's a legend, man. He's a legend. He's been on here for as long as as we've been talking on YouTube. So, man, it's so great to be able to meet him. Yeah, dude. For sure. You know what? That's that's the community here. That's what... That's what I get excited about, man. That's what when we're we're all said and done and we're here and we're talking to everybody and we're getting to know everybody. That's what I get excited about in the faces. So here he is. He's coming back in right now. Taking a second here, but we should get it back going. All right. All right. All right. There he is. There we go. All right. Absolutely.
Yeah, 100%. But I think that's what's so crazy about what you brought up right there is we've talked about the new NBA is all about team. You know, it's not an individual ISO game anymore. And, and that's what seeing somebody like Josh that already has that in his DNA, that's already been producing that, you know, game in and game out already, to me, is, is, is shows you why when we say things like we would rather Josh Giddy on our team than, than Cade Cuttingham, or we would rather Josh Giddy on our team than any other young point guard in the league, we truly mean that. Because, you know, Josh has proven to us that he does whatever it takes for the team. And as a point guard, that's 6'9", 6'10", whatever you want to call it, that can play four positions on defense, that can play four positions on offense, maybe all five positions on offense effectively. Like, that right there is invaluable when it comes to, you know, uh, a, a team player and a team atmosphere. Good points, yeah, absolutely. man. Absolutely. And I love it. I love this, the two underrated intangibles, because you're right. You can't rate those things, but they're the heart of his, his game. That's right. Hell yeah. Well, we appreciate you, man. man. It's great having you for sure. All right. Take it easy. Take it easy. I love it, man. It's, um, Dave, this is what it's all about, man. Getting, um, you know, a new angle on it. Cause we can talk about things all the time, but like for sure, when you, when you talk about his competitive spirit and his leadership, yeah, those things for a 20 year old, it's impossible to like evaluate. I, I think it's great, man. First of all, uh, thank you to Smitza for coming on here. I know, I know it's not for everybody coming on a show and, and talking to us and all that stuff, but for those who do it, it really means a lot to Mark and I, because like, we just want to get to know everybody that comes and talks like, uh, you know, uh, we've had a lot of people on here. Um, Jared, Unc, um, you know, Blake, we've had Caleb. Couple, Caleb yeah. yeah. And, it's just been nice, man. Right. Like it really has, because like the reality is, is that when the season starts, right, and every single game that we have a call-in show, we're expecting guys to call in from all around the world, hang out with us, talk with us, be part of the conversation, and that's where it's all about. To us, you guys matter, and that's why we want to continue to bring the show. And it's 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 not going to stop. And especially when it comes to the season, I'm telling you guys, this is the season. This is the season. You got Josh Giddy peaking. He's going to be playing amazing, guys. I'm telling you right now, this is the season for everybody to put your seatbelts on and get ready for some real fucking hoops. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. We're going to be doing those the live call-ins during the game. Nicholas, it's good to have you back, bro, for sure. Um, so, yes. yeah. It's, yes, it's Jared. All, like, right now, I feel like the summer is just, like, us warming up getting ready for the season and we wanted to have the call-ins ready to go with the games going on, everybody drinking and smoking or whatever you're doing. Um, we're all going to try to get together and hang out. I think we could even have two, three or four people on the call at the same yeah. time. It could be crazy. Fucking yeah. crazy. Who knows what's going to happen? I think, I think that's the goal is that like, again, we're, we want to bring something, a hangout place that you guys can come and hang out with. And I know last year we got a taste of it. Um, but this next year is going to be the key to it all. So, so FIBA warmups right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And the games are such a weird time. Like it's, it's like, we're going to have games at like seven o'clock in the morning, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning. Um, so, you know, we're obviously not going to be, ex- and that's Eastern time. So, you know, it's going to be different for uh, central, um, for those who are on 
what they call it, Texan time right now for Mark. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can last here, bro. But I saw that we're going to have a break where it's not going to be in the hundreds anymore. Man. Um, like, even the lows are in the high 80s, it feels like. It's not really. That's probably like 80 degree lows. But um, let's see. Yeah, coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday, a high of 99. Mm. That's a big break for us here. That's I'd say there hi, you go. Say hi to everybody. No, okay. it's a little mark. Oh, okay, yeah, he's he doesn't want to say hi. Right now. He's just gonna turn lights on. Man, but, I I think about the uh, the the Commodore every single time I look at my um, back right here. I look at my Andrew Gaze jersey. Um, thank you, um, Sammy. What's up, Mark? Hi. Um, thank you, Sammy. I appreciate that. Um, but I think about. Josh Giddy and I think about Andrew Gaze, you know, and I think about the impact that they both will have on the Australian hoops. And if you think about it, the beginning of Australian hoops and the impact that Andrew Gaze had with this next generation, you know, whether it was with uh, Josh Giddy's dad, you know, work, or if it was just with Josh Giddy and spending time and time and time again with him, you know. And I think that's what's so great about it is this, if you look at the impact that Josh Giddy will have on the next generation of Australian hoopers, man, is the best part. It's really the best part. That's what I keep thinking too, bro. I keep thinking, what is a long-term impact for if he come if he becomes one of the um like an all NBA level player, um with his youth and the fact that the Thunder are not the 76ers let's just put it like that because he's not the first all nba player but like a a player that can have a career that maybe you could look at and say the longevity of a russ harden or kd what would that do for the country of australia and on basketball terms because they've kind of needed somebody to carry that torch like and it seemed like ben simmons would but before he entered his prime it didn't happen and i feel like we're we're entering a different phase so, um, yeah, yeah. Well, he's missing. <laughs> he got that down. I love him, little man. No, Smitza, don't worry about it, man. Seriously, we're we just like to see you and get to um, no faces. Um, man, I'm pumped. So yeah, and Smitza, just keep calling in. We'll figure it out. It took us a little while with Unk to figure out all the technical details, but we did. And now he makes it every time he can. So we appreciate Unk for sticking with us because we're new to it. And if you're willing to um, stick with us while we're figuring out all of the technical stuff, then I know by the time we get to the big games, it's going to be insane. It's going to be right. it's going to be the best fun ever. So, and we can't wait to get high with you too, man. That'd be dope. And and I and I gotta say I gotta say is uh, you know if you're thinking about the combination this year the two guys that are going to connect the most right who do, who comes to mind on this team on the offensive side what is are going to be our deadliest combination of two guys all right I think you're gonna say Chet and Giddy. Nah, but go ahead. Keep going. God, um, All right. No, no, no. If you're not going to say that, then I'll say it. Chet right, and Giddy. You, you think Chet and Giddy is going to be the most deadliest combination? I think if Shea demands the other team's best defender and your coach and you say one of those two guys is going to be 
in a complete mismatch with somebody that just cannot handle them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely take him out of the take Shea out of the pick and roll. I'm not saying you use him as a decoy, but you know what I mean. You find yeah. ways to put. But yeah, go ahead. What, what are you thinking? All right, man. So if you think about it in the way that we have to come down the floor, right? You're gonna have Chet coming down the middle of the floor, the top of the key, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna have your Shea on your right hand side. You're gonna have your door on the left hand side, right? You got J Dub in the corner. Okay. Um, and Giddy is going to be bringing the ball up court, giving it to Chet, giving it to Shea, whoever it is, you know, flying down to the corner. So my point about that is, is that the second the ball leaves Josh's hands, the offense starts. Okay. And I think the most deadly combo combination is going to be Shea and J-Dub. Because if I'm coach, right, which obviously I'm not an NBA coach or even close to being an NBA coach level, but if I'm a coach, I'm looking at J-Dub and Shea saying, these two guys together make uglies. Well, I can't really say that. Ugly babies, I guess, right? Ugly babies look good, all right? So, and I, when it looks like push comes, push comes to shove, um, I think about Shea, and I think about the way he drives to his you know, left really hard. And one of the things is that, you know, it, he prefers to go to his left hand on the right side. Okay. And I think one of the reasons that we have to highlight this is because it's not his natural hand. It's not his most ball dominant hand. So if he has somebody like J-Dub that's coming up and setting a screen for him, right? Even the opposite side screen, which it wouldn't be very difficult for J-Dub to switch around and give him a screen the other way, right? J-Dub's man switches over on who? Shay. Mismatched all day long. Shay's man. Switches up on J Dub, who's going to be much smaller. The um, Shay's man's going to be much smaller than J Dub's guy on defense, right? So the second he switches over, J Dub's got the mismatch. Any way you want to throw a defense at these two guys, they are going to pick on the other player who has the disadvantage, and it's going to go straight down to the blocks of that player. Because if you have somebody like Chet that is waiting there for the offensive board at the top of the key, switching down, coming through the lane, going through that, that other side, you have to play everybody out straight up. And to me, our best drivers, the best guys at getting to the hole is J-Dub and Shea on this team. And if you stick those guys and you make it one side heavy, setting screens for each other, getting around screens, going to the hole, throwing alley-oops for each other, there's going to be not a single, not a single team that will be able to mess around with that one-two punch. I mean, think about it. They're both 6'6". They both have long, fucking crazy arms. They both got great first moves, great first steps. They can finish incredibly hard and incredibly well. J-Dub gets up higher than Shea, but Shea has that funky release that he gets really close to the hole and finishes really well. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they both have, like, a finesse, but a power to each of their games. And you put that together on the court at the same time, and after a year they've been able to play together, it's not a coincidence that um, J-Dub went off the second half of the season. It's not a coincidence that Shea, um, Shea went off the second half of the season. Like, these two guys together made each other better. And it was all 100% evident when they were on the court together on the same side. And that's what makes me most excited about it. Josh Giddy, yes, I get excited about him and Chet. There is no doubt about it. But I don't think we give enough credit to Shea and J-Dub on the court at the same time. And one of the most filthy lineups in that fourth quarter was J-Dub, Shea, right? Aaron Wiggins. Okay, Jay Will. You see what I'm saying? 
Like it's it's this team is what we need for that high motor, you know, one two punch. And you look at J Dub and Shea, and there's just not a, a team that's gonna be able to mess with that. I know. 55 plus wins. That's what I keep thinking. When I think about that starting lineup, and I think about the fact that you're bringing Jay Will, Kaysen Wallace, Isaiah Joe off the bench, Kenrich Williams, I'm like, guys, this is not a 41 team. It's not. We only won 41, uh, 40 games last year because of like our. Lack of depth. No when age when Shea, it went down to If Shea, think about this. If Shea played, he played what sixty-eight games, sixty-five games, whatever, sixty-seven uh, games. If he had played even seventy-five games, seven more games, eight more games than he played, we win three more games there. You know, and then it's not even barely making into the playoffs, and that's what I even say. Like Bro, even if Shea plays played three up a more developmental year. Get yeah. it developmental year. Shea plays that, more games on the court. I mean, what oh are we? Ta- I mean, God. like again, like we're we're back where we talked. End of the last podcast, man. We're at the same spot we ended the last podcast. I've I've entered a new territory because for a while I used to be like this reminds me of like the past with the Thunder, but no, man, this is different. This you is had, different. No. You had Mitchich in there too, and you're Bro. like this team has a chance to like we're not really- done either. We're not done because we still have 20 players. We still got to get rid of five. I mean, if Mistress is on this team when it's all said and done, if Victor Oladipo is on this team. But think about this, man. If we made a package deal, right? If we made a package deal with Mistress, Victor Oladipo, Bertans, right? I mean, right there is good enough for at least two first-round picks. You know, like to, to me, like we we are talking in the midst of of three to five guys still leaving this team, and I say three to five guys because I still think there's a there's a couple guys that will probably, you know, be cut. So three to five guys, let's just say three guys that get traded. Two guys get cut. Three guys get traded. You know, like we're in a situation right now where any three of these bench guys could be traded, like Trey Mann. I mean, I, I don't want to see Usman Jane get traded, but the reality is we don't know who's going to get traded because you, we can't have all these players. And, and if Mistrich is still on this team, I still think that this team is going to be a legendary bench. And if you look down the league through the course of history, when you talk about legendary benches, this team will have to be in there for mm-hmm. that. They just have to be. I love it, man. Smith, so don't worry about it, man. We'll keep, we'll keep rocking. Seriously, no don't, seriously, we're good, man, Smiths. I, I don't want you to stress about it to us. It was like, it's all worth it. We got to meet. Yeah, yeah, it's all worth it, man. Like, um, we, as we get going, the reasons we're doing this, you know, still a couple months before the season starts or, you know, 100 days till the season starts, whatever it is, we're doing this now is because by the time it all ends and the time we get there, whether we need to change our software um, to make it easier for people to call in or what, we'll know by then. Um, and our goal is definitely to get everything in, in sync by then. So, um, Smiths, I just, I just, man, I appreciate you calling in. Um, it does take some balls to call in on a show that like this, I mean, it's, it's not a huge show. There's not like tens of thousands of people watching it, but you know, in the scheme of things, there's a lot of people that are going to turn on the show. Nicholas, 
I think you're right. Chip England will have a big impact. I think you're, th- you're talking about percentage, but also style, confidence, and how the guys simply pop up and shoot. I think defenses will be afraid. I think the type of shots the team will be taking will improve. Um, I've watched some Team Canada highlights. I saw Dort miss one of his classic elbow three-pointers, right? Which I'm not trying to turn into one of those Dort, you know, critics or anything. I'm just saying, like, and he immediately, as soon as the team got the offensive rebound, he ran straight to the corner, and he knocked yeah. down a second a reload three there. And it was like, I felt like his nice. his footwork was noticeable, mm. that he knew the opportunity was best in the corner. And he sprinted there almost like it was like one of those um, those games, like uh, the two-on-two shooting competitions where they have hot spots and you get four points for here, three points for there. He sprinted to the corner like it was an open shot before. There, like, and it, it, it could have been something where he just like tried to get a fast break out of it because an offensive rebound, you know, switch it up, try to get to the basket. He runs to the corner. I'm like, that's not something I've seen from Dort much. So I have a lot of... I, I keep seeing all these things from Thunder players. This summer is, it's insane. It's impossible to keep track of. You got Chet doing crazy stuff, J-Dub changing in so many ways. And then all of a sudden you have Shea doing his thing, Giddy doing his thing, Dort doing his thing. Man, I'll say. They can't keep track of it, bro. I'll say this. Let's just say it right now. The two bodies that are most impressive uh, from the off-year changes is Josh Giddy's. And J-Dubs, man. Josh Keys isn't being talked about because, you know, like he's still in that skinny, you know, white boy mode, right? But the reality is, is that Josh is, he's getting, he's getting big, bro. And the thing about it is that they're expecting him to play a lot of that power forward position. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets beefed up into 225, 230 by next year, you know? And if you think about, I mean, he's got to be close to 225 right now. I mean, he's got to be really fucking close to 225. So... Um, to me, like, that's what we need to see. We, you know, I want to see that improvement in Josh's game because when you're lo- looking at it and you're saying Josh is going to touch the ball, let's just say we take 100 shots a game. Let's just say we, we smash some records, average 100 shots a game. You know, Josh, every single game is touching that ball, you know, in eight, with 80 of the shots, you know, 75 of the shots. I mean, think about that. I mean, those numbers are, are so significant. You want a guy to be in incredible shape to be able to play all the positions he needs to play. So I want to see Josh's body get better. You know, I want to see it get stronger and bigger and that BDE just like ooze off of him and just get back to the, 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 the grind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm going to say it, bro. And then we're going to get out of here. We can start next episode at this point if we want. Whatever, Don't, dude. Do it. Let's do it. This is the most anticipated Thunder season in history. Buckle up.